Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Now, this was a very short segment, as Pastor Terry 
couldn't spend a whole hour with us, but I have to tell you, it was our had in that short amount of time. In that short amount of time, it was power packed. Uh, she talked about how, you know, the transition between when her husband, you know, wasn't a pastor and when they started pastoring and, you know, they've been married for 10 years, but they've only been pastoring for five months. And how he has to, you know, separate himself, you know, from being a family man and a father and a husband and you know when he's working he has to come home and you know from a long day's work and still cover those lives you know you got to leave all that stuff outside all of your hard day you've got to leave that outside so that you can cover the lives that god has sent to you now that that definitely you know is a situation where you know your mind needs to be in the right place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, she started telling us about, you know, he was having a rough time at one point. He said because she and the children were going to church, but uh, he wasn't. And she had to really cover her husband in prayer and pray for his mind. Now, I don't think this happened, you know, when he was a pastor, but it doesn't hurt or, wor- or you know, worry you any less when it's your husband who has now been divided right within the family. And she said she prayed and she prayed and she prayed and she prayed. So, yeah, yeah that prayer has really got to be consistent and we've really got to take the time to cover our husband's minds so that God can really do his perfect work in them. So it was a dynamic, dynamic presentation. We were so grateful to have her on. And uh, it was definitely topped with a, a special a switch tip. Pray for yourself. Now, who would have thunk that uh, that would be partnered up? And I always tell you, you know, our, our switch tips always get paired with the conversation of the morning. And lo and behold, yes, that was the conversation. Pray for yourself because I'm sure, you know, when you're praying for your husband's mind, you really going to have to pray for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to be included in that thing because, you know, you can't pray for his mind and you ain't praying for you at all. No. Because you're going to have to pray to keep your sanity because you're going to have to probably pray to keep from killing him. But, uh, you know, that's just something on the side that we'll talk about at another time. But, yeah, you know, pray for yourself is, is really praying for yourself is really crucial because, you know, covering him will, will take you down. Yeah, it'll exhaust you. It will truly wear you out and wear you down at times. And, you know, you really have to pray to God to cover your life so that he can lift you up 
out the miry clay. Oh, yes, sorry. So we had a fantastic Monday, which then uh, slid us into, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day. And ooh, baby, the story that we talked about was uh, the drag queen who was in the school telling our babies that uh, mm, there are 73 genders. And even the baby had to tell the, the, the teacher, quote-unquote, you know, that no, there's only two genders. And it made the, 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 the person so uncomfortable that he ejected, or he, she, ejected the child out the class, put the child out the class. Because the child made her, him, I don't know, upset. But listen, that wasn't the thing. That wasn't the thing that topped it all off. They talked about in this article that there had been some 11-year-olds at that school who were taught oral and anal sex and taught about sex changes and how the skin graft from a girl's arm could be used to, 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 to help make an artificial penis. What in the world have the schools opened up to our children? The world that they have introduced our children to. Well, the parents were in an uproar because while those children were being taught that, other children, seven and eight, were taught how to masturbate. Oh! Just tell me, why don't you? Just tell me, why don't you? Yeah, they are going buck wild over in England. And if I were in England, I'd be moving out of there altogether. Yes, that would make me just relocate all together. Yeah, can you imagine? So they had over 500 uh, names signed on a petition to, you know, listen, we're going to have to make some changes here. So they have, I mean, just suspended all kinds of uh, sex ed, ed uh, classes you know, out there in England, and yeah, they, no, that's just a little too much, that's a little too much, just a little too much going on out there, that is not education, no, not not what we send our children to school for, so that made for a very interesting conversation amongst our past, well, Wow, Wednesday rolled around, and we started off with our girlfriend, Vivian, who talked about the fact that our Mayor Adams uh, took his stand this week, well, some week, and, uh, you know, he publicly uh, said that, you know, when we took prayer out of the schools, that guns replaced it. And, you know, people in the Senate, I believe, uh, really were upset because they, you know, feel that he needs to keep church and state separate. (laughs) Excuse me. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Regardless of the intent, 
clearly, you know, as I just got finished saying about in England, and I know England is not the United States, and they don't have the Constitution that we have, but you get my point. Somebody crossing the line. Somebody's crossing the line. And and you know what? Our, Our transgender people, the LGBTQ community, you know, they, they have no problem crossing the line when it comes to our children. And, you know, I got some stories today that talk about that in and of itself. And the, the bad part about it is, you know, when, 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 when it's done, you know, for the right reason and with the right words and, you know, with, with the right things that you need to say, now everybody's in an uproar. You yelling Constitution, Constitution, Constitution. But yet, here we have, you know, in Vermont, earlier this week we talked about how, you know, the, the, the championship girls team, well, they went to the championship, but they ended up forfeiting because there was a transgender male on the opposing team. So now you're forcing the girls to share locker rooms with transgender individuals and now they have boys in the locker room just because they're just like girls and you know so therefore you know all of those things can be intermingled but when we open up our mouths about things you know then there's 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 the big no-no that's coming up so you know of course you're going to have this crisscross of rules and regulations you know, so they, you know, they're telling our mayor to keep the two separate. And for once, you know, I heard him say something that I agree with. So hopefully he'll go a little further and, you know, make another level of difference in our schools. Okay? All righty. Well, we talked about, you know, why people are leaving the church or have left the church and, you know, we, we got that started with, you know, everybody think they grown by the time they're 18. So, therefore, they're dropping the Lord <laughs> from their itinerary. Yeah, you know, once they stop going to high school and they start going to college and, you know, they no longer have to be underneath their parents' rules and regulations, the church is one of the first things that they're leaving on the wayside. Well, you see the result of that in this world. So, you know, we're supposed to have that conversation today, continue with the men, but uh, for some reason, after I finished with my news last night, I don't think we're going to get to that. So, uh, I don't know. But the ladies did a fantastic job getting that started, and we had the icing on the cake with our pastor, Charlotte Beard, with the Faith Over Fear segment. Yeah, yeah. Well, this week... Therapeutic Thursday had a brand new face when we introduced Trust Talk with Gertie. Our sister Gertie Gordon was on with us and we talked about the hair and how we treat the hair and the fact that, you know, she was called clearly to this, I don't want to say do hair, that's an understatement, but to the hair ministry. Oh, let's call it that for the moment. And 
you know, the, the journey uh, that she took from the beginning was an amazing testimony. Oh, my goodness. We generally don't start our, you know, guests with testimonies. But yesterday, I don't know what made me ask. Well, she definitely did answer. And, oh, my goodness, it was something else. What a journey. And then what she told us about praying while she was massaging, you know, her client's hair. And, you know, she was kind of a little reluctant. And, you know, they started insisting that she massage and pray. Oh, baby. You know, and I tell you, we talked about the children's hair and how we need to take care of our children, our hair and head and, no, you got to go back and listen. What an introduction. And the reason why I say it was an introduction because we're going to have our sister Gertie Gordon on with us once a month. So I advise you to catch up with her on her YouTube channel. Now, I just saw she posted this morning, so I advise you to go. Tress Talk, T-R-E-S-S, Tress Talk with Gertie. And go back and listen to yesterday because I'm sorry. Whatever's on that uh, YouTube page, man, is definitely uh, uh, an enhancement to what was said yesterday. But you got to start yesterday. you got to start with yesterday's. A presentation, and then you're going to really enjoy. I've I've seen a couple of the videos. It is they're really informative. She's engaging, and definitely you want to reach out and and get that information. Okay, all righty. Well, today is Freestyle Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Well, talk to the men is what we do. All righty. All righty. So uh, let's get this party started. Go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And make sure you go nowhere because we'll be right I remember the day I found out. I just turned 50. It came right out of the blue. It changed my whole life. I didn't even know what kidney disease was. I have high blood pressure. I have diabetes. I'm endocannadian. That's a risk factor. If you find out early enough, there are things you can do to slow the disease. Maybe even stop it. It's too late for me. I'm on dialysis three times a week. What about you? Do you know your risk? Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. 
Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Freestyle Friday. Yeah. And we get to do whatever we want to do today. Well, we got a little treat starting today. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the Lord has in store for us. You know, March is pretty packed over here on this due time with Pastor Steph. This calendar is loaded. And I am still looking forward to just uh, hearing from God in a special way starting this month. But we want to give God thanks for just ushering us into this Friday morning. It's been a long week, my friends. And uh, we're about to close this thing down for it's due time for a day or so. Yeah, because we're back on Sunday, God's best. So, you know, hold on to your seat because I got some conversation today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these, these news stories are something else. They are something else today. So my advice to you is to go get that tea, that coffee, whatever it is you need. And get comfortable, because you're going to hear some stuff from Pastor Steph today. All right? All right. Let's get to talking. Hmm. Well, I did come across uh, an interesting an interesting article, which is a warning. You know, there was a little boy who... Went to who they took to the emergency room. Four years old, they took to the emergency room, and they couldn't quite figure out what was wrong with him. And they, you know, did all kinds of tests, and he was complaining about something uh, was bothering him. But you know, at four years old, you really can't do all this, you know, uh, description describing. So. They, like I said, they did some tests and, you know, they couldn't figure out what was wrong. And, you know, they sent him home after doing, you know, like a really good ear exam and all kind of things. But still, they couldn't find anything. Well, he ended up going back a couple of days later. The parents took him back to the ER and they did some extensive tests including an extensive CAT scan, and they found out that there was something in his throat, and he had a fever, so clearly something was infecting him. And come to find out, it was a two-centimeter wire that was lodged in his throat that was stuck from, what do you call it? You know the bristles on the grill brush? Yeah. Well, clearly they had gone to a barbecue, and they had given him something off the grill, and someone had cleaned the grill 
the metal brush, and it got in the food that he had eaten. And that little wire, you know, anybody who remembers millimeters and centimeters, where it was like, they said, like a two-centimeter-sized metal piece off that brush that, was, that, that ended up lodging in his throat. And they're saying, thank God, thank God they were able to remove it. The surgeons had to remove it and drain the abscess that had um, come from this metal piece. So they're warning us, don't clean our grills with those type of um, brushes. They're saying use, let me see, let me see, let me make sure I'm giving the right information. They're saying use the ones that have the, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Why am I like stuck here? Don't hold it against me, don't hold it against me. Hold on. Oh my goodness. There's another type. Just don't use the ones with the metal. (laughs) I can't find it. I can't find it. And they're saying because, check this out. Now, for a person like me, this is a real sensitive issue. They're saying not only could it get lodged in your throat, those bristles, but it can cause bowel obstructions and perforations in the abdomen. Yeah. So no metal brushes, you know, as... The weather's going to be changing soon in a couple of months before we can blink twice. We're going to be, um, you know, using our grills and stuff like that. But please, no, none of those, none of those, none of those, okay? All right. I've seen them, and they have, like, the regular bristles. like. But, you know, we use the metal ones because they get that food off, you know, easier. Well, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Because let me tell you something. As a person with some intestinal issues, and I've had two, maybe three bowel obstructions, yeah, you don't want that. So just take Pastor Steph's advice and use the other person. Use the other person, okay? All right. Well, 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 for our quick news, we also have two brothers who are have been convicted of murder for killing a California groom. Now, let's talk about this thing, man. Let's talk about this thing here. So, here's how the story goes. Out in California, back in 2019, there was a couple who had just gotten married. They were, the reception was going on. And these two brothers, Roni and Jesu Castaneda, they crashed the wedding along with another chick. And, you know, they were having a good old time. They were, you know, uh, uh, dancing to the mariachi band. And, yeah, they were, they, they were living it up. Well, after a while, when they realized that these people had kind of invaded the party. They asked them to leave. Well, they didn't take too kindly to that. 
this couple and this woman. And what they did was they went back, they went out and they came back with some baseball bats. And they were antagonizing the groom and his people. And, you know, like kind of egging them to come over the fence and fight them. Now, okay, so we, we got Men's Day here today. And I, I know men don't normally take a whole lot of advice from women. But listen, please listen to Pastor Steph today. You are there to celebrate your marriage. Now, let's stay focused, men. Let's stay focused. You have just gotten married, right? Okay. What should have your focus? Your bride. You've been waiting for this moment. I don't care whether you've been engaged for two years, two months, two weeks, two days. You have been waiting to get married. You went and did the thing. Two people show up, three people show up that are not supposed to be there. They left. They left. They left. They came back with that. They did not cross the fence. They stood on the other side, egging them on. And what do you think he did with his people? They climbed the fence. They now start fighting. Now, did they say that they had two bats, three bats, whatever? Well, unfortunately, this went horribly wrong. After the groom was taken to the hospital, he was pronounced dead with blunt force trauma to the head. And that ended the celebration. And, (laughs) you know, I just think this was just a dumb decision. I'm sorry. You know, you may have been trying to flex. You know, just trying to show people, you know, and your bride, to be, you know, your new bride, you know, the man you are, and, you know, now what happens? She's a, she's, she's a bride and a widow in the same day because you didn't know how to keep your head? I'm sorry. I'm so, I, I would have been mad. I, I would have been stomping on your grave. <laughs> Now everybody beating their chest, and now they got a point to prove. And 
Yeah, so now, you know, they tried to, uh, uh, the two brothers tried to pretend like they hadn't been there, like these people were making up the story. But the stupid idiots had a photo booth picture in, in the front pocket. So you know how these events now have the photo booth and you take the pictures? Well, that, that's, how, that's how much they had been <laughs> They had been partying. That they had actually done that. Taking pictures. So, yeah, that was the incriminating evidence that they needed to now, you know, convict them. And, you know, they're saying that they hope that, you know, this brings closure to the wife. But I don't know. I, I Listen, that wouldn't bring me no closure. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, Pastor Steph is just saying, they ain't going to bring me no closure. <sighs> okay, what else are we talking about today in our quick news? Uh, <sighs> okay. So, out in Ontario, they have this 200-pound middle schooler. Now, you know, we've been talking about ever since this six-year-old uh, caused all this havoc with the gun out in the Virginia school, you know, the, the the news has been flooded with the stories of these children who have brought school, you know, guns to the school and knives one time, and, you know, they've just been going buck wild. But here's the interesting part of this story. So you have this 200-pound Ontario middle schooler who was getting ready to pummel a classmate with a group of teachers escorted him to the office to try to help calm him down. Well, that didn't go too well because instead it proceeded to him ramming into two adults, another man and a woman, and everybody ended up injured. Now, first of all, we got a problem. When you're 200 pounds and you're in middle school, already we're having a problem here. Now, we don't know if you've got some issue with being, you know, with, with your health, and that has ballooned you into 200 pounds or whatever. But now, if he did, he ended up, they say, uh, causing some one of the guys to have a back issue. His back is totally messed up. Some girl has her arm messed up. Can you imagine had they let him loose on the kid or had that happened before they could get to him? And the complaint is that the children are going buck wild, and because of all of the rules and regulations and and the uh, the, the the all of the stuff that's been going on, they can't physically restrain these kids. So now the children get to be the boss. And that's what's happening out here in Ontario, and they are raising holy hell because they're tired. They're tired of being physically assaulted in these schools, and there seems to be a zero-tolerance policy towards there being any backlash. So you can't hold parents accountable. You can't hold children accountable. Everybody's allowed to go buck wild. Nobody has to pay any penalties. There's no punishment. There's no repercussions behind any of this behavior. 
and they are really trying to figure out out in Ontario, well, not only in Ontario, over here too, because that was the biggest uh, parts of the stories that we ran as well, that nobody could do anything. Even one of, you know, our listeners have written in and talked about the fact that, you know, they can't do anything, they can't restrain the children or anything because, you know, they they, 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 they have the, you know, the restriction of being able to, like, physically subdue the kids. So, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. This doesn't look good for our teachers, and I don't know how they expect for us to maintain good teachers when the children are buck wild and, you know, we really need to get something done here. There needs to be some laws passed that these children who are troubled have their own classrooms and schools, you know, and and here's the problem. Who are you going to get to police them? Because teachers are not, they're not trained for this. And that's not what these kids are there for. If your children has a, if your child has a behavioral problem, there needs to be another remedy. I don't know what the remedy is going to be because, again, not only are you causing one level of problems for the teachers, but now the children can't learn. The other children can't learn. So what do you do? What do you do? I don't know. I, I don't have a clue what do you do. But, oh, well. All right. So. I got a couple more stories, y'all. I got a couple more stories before we get our men on. But now, this here, we we did this story. We remember we covered the story about Sweetie Pie's uh, uh, son. Remember, you know, Sweetie Pie, the old lady, and remember she shut the whole show down after all of those years. Well, he has been sentenced to life in prison. Remember, her son. They uh, they had. He was on trial for the murder for hire plot, and this is Sweetie Pie's son. And they were all on this Sweetie Pie's show, and the son had this murder for hire plot case against him because he had supposedly gotten uh, taken out this life insurance policy on his 20-year-old nephew. And then hired these people to kill him so he could collect on his 450000 fraudulent life insurance policy. So they have found him guilty. He has been sentenced to life. He is pleading his case. He claims that, you know, nobody's listening to me. I'm innocent. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's talking about no one got on the, here's his defense, no one got on the, what do you call the thing, on the seat, in the seat, and and said, excuse me, that I was guilty, that I hired, I hired him or them. Well, 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 they have three co-defendants that all took a deal. So he's right. No one did get on the on the stand and say he was guilty or he hired because they didn't go that far. They knew better than to get up on that on that stand and claim they were innocent because they were going down. I'm gonna tell you how they were smart because the sentences that they got, huh, 
man. So you have one man, excuse me, so you have three defendants. You have one man, which is Mr. Hill, who ended up getting 32 years in prison after he admitted to fatally shooting the nephew with a 380 caliber handgun. And he said that there was a woman who told him where to find the young man, and he was paid $5,000. Now, you were paid $5,000, and you get ready to do 32 years. What would he have gotten had he gotten up on that stand and they found him guilty? He, he did what he was supposed to do. He, did, he took the deal. Okay, so that's why he didn't take the stand. Now, the next person, which is some chick that was hired, <clears throat> excuse me, she's 39. She confessed that the, the, the son, Sweetie Pie's son, paid her 10000 to find the nephew and tell where his location was to Mr. Hill, who's doing the 32 years. <clears throat> so she was given three years in prison. So you know she was definitely taking that deal because had they found her guilty, oh, yeah, she would have done a whole lot more than three years. Well, the last person was the actual insurance person who was sentenced to three years in prison because he was the one who helped to put together these this multiple insurance policies and then tried to help him cash it, you know, and push it when when the nephew was killed. So yeah, you got up on you got up there talking with nobody nobody got up on the stand. No, because they too stupid. You probably should have taken the deal as well, dummy. Because now you ain't ever coming out. They gave you life. See, they were smart. You were guilty. You knew you were guilty. You knew you plotted the murder. So, yo, take the deal and keep it moving. No, so, oh, well. So they go to his little, you know, plea and, you know, all that nonsense he got going on there. All right. So. I want to talk about this one really quickly. Because this here, this is some kind of story. Because our initial, what I posted that we were going to discuss, nah, I found a news story. We're going to discuss that in a little while. But here, there's this, okay, so Canada, it seems to be going buck wild here with their people. So you have this Canadian teacher who was placed on leave after months of parents complaining about her size Z prosthetic breasts. So you have this Kayla, who's a teacher in a high school and supposedly was photographed by a newspaper reporter outside of the school dressed as a man without the prosthetics. So this is a really stupid, twisted story. But there's a point that we're talking about here. So the teacher claims that it was not her in the photograph and that the breasts were real breasts. And she suffers from some rare condition called gigantomastia. And she was born intersex. So here's the deal. Let me see if I can explain it this way. Excuse me. 
you have supposedly two separate people, but the newspaper is claiming that they're one person. So the teacher says that she's not in, um, she's not transgender. She's intersex. She was born with some chromosomes or chemicals that genetics that were out of order. And she's going through some like procedure to try to change the body, convert the body. And that went wrong. And that's how she ended up with this rare condition that gives her this excessive breast growth. Now, the, the newspaper is saying that it's really a man who's been wearing a wig and has prosthetic breasts and none of this is real. So they have this big back and forth that's going on. And they took a picture of this man walking outside and claimed that, and you know, so he was a man, a man, dressed like a man and everything. And they're claiming that this is the teacher who's been posing as the woman with the big breasts because that woman has on a wig. Y'all need to see the breasts, though. Now, sizes. In, I don't know. I can't tell you whether it's real. I can't tell you whether it's fake. But this is what's happening. And they're saying that there is an issue of something called intersex. And it affects like point, 1.7% of the population. Now, I don't know if there's a population in Canada. I don't know if the population in the world I don't know. But somehow or another, they're born with a double X chromosomes, which is the women. You know, we know we have two Xs. Um, and has a some crazy chemical or genetic issue along with that, which makes them kind of intersex. So now you have this whole issue of them suspending a teacher who's supposed to be a good teacher because of this intersex issue. And the reason why they suspended the teacher is not because of the intersex issue, but because the breasts are a size Z and they're so big that they are a distraction. So now the the parents have been complaining and wanted the teacher gone. So now they have put the teacher on leave. Okay. It's time to talk to the Detime crew because uh, something, something is twisted here. All right. So let's talk to our Pastor Vinny. Remember Pastor V? I, 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 I gave him my Pastor V name a few weeks ago. <laughs> him and beautiful Pastor Brenda Stokes, 
they were both on our relationship clinic. They did the topic. It won't always be like this. They were fantastic. And God has moved to, you know, invite Pastor V on to be our third leg on a couple of Fridays a month. And he graciously accepted. So we want to say good morning, Pastor V. Good morning, Pastor Stephanie. How are you? Good morning. I am awesome. Oh, I'm 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 loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I hope you're awesome enough that we can get this conversation going on, Pastor (laughs) Pete. Now, we got, let's see, where are we starting this morning? We're talking about, let me see, what stories are we starting with this one? Okay, so we had the the two brothers who, you know, broke into the wedding. They were the wedding crashers. They broke into the wedding. They found out that they were, you know, people who were not invited. They asked them to leave. They did leave, but they returned with bats, but they did not come back on the premises. They stayed on right. the other side of the fence, and they egged the, 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 the groom and his people to come on over to that side of the fence, and unfortunately, he did, which he only ended up, unfortunately, with blunt force trauma to the head and ended up passing away. Mm. And yeah. my, my thing is, why did you even bother? Now we know, you know, you maybe you were beating your chest, you want, you, there's all this bravado going on, and you stay on the other side and enjoy your wife. Am I the one right. who's losing my mind or what, Pastor V? No, you are absolutely positively correct. Now, now, the, the Lord gave him a way out. Right. He gave him right. a fence. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> he, he provided a way of escape, a way, a way <laughs> that you don't have to be embarrassed. If they now, if they come over the fence, that's a nine one one call. Right. That's not to go in your closet and get your bat. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Oh you my know. God. And like and like you said, your focus is your wife. This is your wedding day. Right. Now, right. With, with my situation, a couple of my groomsmen were cops. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You already had the law in place. Hello. <laughs> and, wow. and, they, and they carry 24-7. <laughs> Ooh, baby. See, maybe they, may, no. you know... Maybe he should have had your groomsmen at his wedding. You know, maybe they could have just showed, you know, what they needed to show, and then they would, them little bats would have been like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And and these, oh. these, and, and these guys are, are, you know, they don't over overreact. <laughs> They're real cool okay. about it. <laughs> okay. They, they'll Smart. tell us, you do not want to do this. <laughs> ah. Well, listen, when you're carrying 24-7, you ain't got to mm-hmm. raise your voice. You ain't uh-uh. got to raise your voice. No. Right? See? That's right. That's right. Man. Somebody said, I will make right. That's right. That's right. Bad decision. Bad decision. Bad decision. Bad decision. Bad decision. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. It was. It really was. It really was. You know. All right. But, um, uh, uh, Pastor Vinny. Now, yeah. I don't know. Whether you are familiar with, you know what, forget that. 
forget that. Let's talk about this whole thing with the teacher in Ontario and how you've got two issues here. But one issue, you ain't got nothing to do with. Whether this is someone who is claiming transgender or intersex, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. As long as you're coming into the classroom and you're teaching the children and you're doing what you need to do. But the parents are saying that these size Z breasts are way too distracting to the children. And I have to tell you, I don't, I can't say it would be too distracting, but I'm telling you, I'm looking at the picture. You ain't getting around this because the bottom past the V is like a size six or seven. And the size Zs are balloons, straight balloons. So wow. it would be a distraction, but is it a distraction to the degree that you need to put this teacher on leave? That's what I'm asking. Mm. You know, uh, you don't ever want to, to take somebody's livelihood away. Right. You know, you right. you, you never want to do that. But um, it, it's a, we are living in a crazy time. We're really living in a crazy time, you know, and and where some people want to tolerate these issues of intersex and all of that, and and then there's a whole group of people that, that are intolerant. They don't want no part of it. They don't right. want their kids around it. Right. You know, um, and, and they have a legitimate gripe. Right, right, but, right. You know, um, my thing is this: as long as as long as she is not interfering, you know, physically with the kids, you know, it, it will be up to her to kind of, you know, get a, get a tarp, get a tent, don't laugh at me, but that's definitely. You know, so that you're not so distracting. You know, you know. It, I mean, it, it, yes. it would be distracting. Uh, it would be when I, when I, when I, when you finish this this episode today, this show with us today, when you go and you look at this picture, it would look like hmm. a balloon tent if you were wow. on. Yeah, it, this this. In all honesty. Unfortunately, Pastor V, you you really could not not be distracted. That's how bad it mm-hmm. is. You could not, wow. not be distracted. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm gonna say this, and then I'll let you comment before we move on to Pastor KL. You know, mm-hmm. so remember now, I started off by saying these are two separate issues. You have a separate issue of someone who's dealing with, you know, saying that he or she is intersex, and now mm-hmm. you're taking. The 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 um the you're going through the process of you know converting you know to the other side. Now right. you have an issue of you being a teacher, and you know now your personal life is spilling over yeah. into your professional life, and mm-hmm. now you so now you've got two issues that that now become one, and you know like right. where do you? I'm here, 
Pastor V. Where do you go from here? Yeah. You know, if, if, if the kids are that important to this teacher, you know, to this person, then she would do what she had to do to make sure that the kids are able to to get into an environment and and learn and progress, which means that she's going to have to step out. Yeah, yeah, that may she, be the remedy. She, I agree. Just yeah, she just honestly might have to step out, and you know, today with online learning and all of that stuff, they don't have to ever see you. Right, 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 right. You can still be a teacher from behind the yes. screen, like you said. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm looking at Pastor Brenda right now. She's, she's online working, and she don't okay. put her picture up, you know? Okay. And, and, okay. And it's not taking away from her effectiveness. Right, right. And, and that so. was where my head went. My head went to the same mm-hmm. way. You know what? Unfortunately, you know, sometimes we, you know, if you're honestly going through this procedure, maybe you would have to step out until maybe it's over and maybe there would be some reversal or whatever. But like you said, go behind the Mm -hmm. scenes and you can be, like you said, just as effective and maybe even more of a blessing, you know, if it's meant for you to teach, then teach. It doesn't mean that you can't right. teach. It just means you can't teach in person. So I agree with you 100%. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for joining us, Pastor V. We're, uh, the conversation is going to continue. I'll be back. I'll be back. Let's say good morning to our All Pastor right. KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you today? I am well, thanks. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored of God. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today, Pastor KL, Pastor KL. So we did the story about the two brothers who were the wedding crashers, the groom who decided to respond in a certain manner and unfortunately made his wife a widow on the same day. Now, I said you were on the other side of that fence. I'm going to leave you there, call 911, close the door, and keep it moving. I'm going to enjoy my bride, my wedding day. You know, we're in a celebrational mode. And uh, uh, Pastor V says the same thing. What say you? Would you have gone over that fence? Was it small for him to go over the fence? No, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, first of all, you were not invited for a reason. You know, you were not on the guest list for a reason. You know, because of probably of your behavior. So why would I why would I go over there on my day, my wife's day, to confront you? That that just wasn't the day. You stay over the fence, and you can look from afar. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that really uh, did not work well. You know, they kept egging him on. The the article says finally he ends some of the other attendees, whether it was groomsmen or not, you know, go over the fence. Somebody lost the bat, and uh, <laughs> he wasn't the one who got the bat. And that, mm. that that's it ended up, you know, unfortunately with that particular um, uh, result. So, no, you, you should have just stayed on the other side of the fence and, and just enjoyed your day. And that, that, that really was a bad, a really bad decision. All righty, I'm going to talk to you about the Sweetie Pie story because it was you 
part of the crew that day where we talked about the fact that, you know, we didn't think that, you know, Mama Sweetie Pie should have shut her whole show down. Do you remember us talking about that? I do, I do. Well, they have found the son guilty. They have given him a life sentence. And he's sitting on the other side talking about nobody listened to me. They they don't have anybody who took the stand and um, said that I'm guilty. No, because they were smart enough to plead out. So one person pled out, they got 32 years. The other person who pled out got three years. And the other person that pled out, I'm trying, I'm trying to see what he was sentenced to, the insurance, the insurance guy. He pled out as well. And, of course, he didn't get no whole, you know, big amount of years. But were they smart or should or should, should he have done what they did and shut up and let them and take a deal? Because I'm sure they gave him, I'm sure they gave him, him an option, Pastor KL. What do you think he should have done? Well, first of all, this is, this is the episode of Run, Go Save Yourself. I mean, that, that, that's, that's what it is. You know, that's, that's the episode. Run. Go save yourself. Because, you know, time, listen, if no one ever told you time is winding up, time is winding up. Go save yourself. You know, and, and everybody ran to their particular corners and they saved themselves. You know, and, and here he's trying to stand firm on, well, ain't nobody said nothing. Ain't nobody told on me. Ain't nobody did this. Listen. When these folks are saving themselves, you better believe they saying something about somebody. Okay. You can't save yourself without without implementing somebody else. That's right. Why would they give you a deal? Why would they give you a deal if you're not offering me nothing? Right. Nothing from nothing right. leaves nothing. That's why he got <laughs> something. Uh-huh. So that's the problem. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! I, I I was reading this article. I'm like, what a dope! Yeah, what a dope! Take the deal and run. I agree with you. I was mm-hmm. like, you're an idiot, because I would have. You, you knew you were guilty. That's the thing I don't understand. Why, why, why? When we know we guilty, we take these chances. Listen, he rolled the dice and he failed. He. He crapped out. He just really messed himself up. All right, Pastor KL, we got this issue of this intersex individual, not transgender, intersex individual. They say 1.7% of people, I don't know, in Canada or in the world are born, you know, with this issue. And he's a teacher, or they claim it's it's, it's one person, but... Who knows? But anyway, they say that because he was he's trying to go all the way over to the other side, he's been going through some, you know, uh, processes, and while he's doing this, he ended up with this, this, this huge breast size. Now, contain yourself, Pastor K.L., contain yourself today. <laughs> um, contain yourself today. You know, now the the parents are saying that this is just a distraction and they don't want the teacher there. And, you know, 
the, 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 the question on the table is, you know, listen, we understand this might be some genetic issue, but in the process of conversion or transitioning, you're having an issue. Do you step out the classroom willingly or do you let them push you out? What do you do about your profession? No, I mean, I got, I got two things to say on that. Because I, I've been listening to you and Pastor Reed. Um, it, it seems to me that Pastor Reed never went to school. Because, <laughs> listen, I said, it, 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 I, 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 I'm just going to say this. Because a, a seed cup, if it's in a push-up bra, is distractive. You know what I mean? It ain't got to be a Z for a little boy or for a young man. <laughs> You know, a, 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 anything is going to be distractive depending on how it, 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 it appeared or how it's shown. You know, now I understand that, that you can't put a bed in the bag over her, you know, to cover stuff up. But, I mean, at, at any point, at, at, at a young hormonal boy, he's going to be distracted. He's going to be distracted. Now, the other side to it as well is that because I'm distracted or because, baby, I like what I see, I might learn better than having old grandma husband teaching me one plus one is two. I may not be able to, I may not be able to get to that. I'm just saying, I'm just being honest. You, you know, know it, it's a distraction for the adult. It may be a, a, a learning uh, 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 positive for the child. People learn differently. I you don't know why I say it, but it's true. You know it's what? True. I, I okay. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I can't with you. You know, so, so in other words, you're saying stay in the cl- he should stay in the classroom. That's that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, 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 okay, be, be, because, because of what he's trying to do with his personal life, you know, now he can't get paid or, or, or his livelihood is stunt. No, we said go behind the curtain. Because you're offended? Wow. No, we said go behind it, the curtain. Okay, there's people who's un- there's people who's unattractive. We keep them home. <laughs> sometimes, so, sometimes their their un- unattractiveness is a distraction that they're so ugly. What do we do? You got to stay home this week. Come on, let's yeah. make it. <laughs> there, 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 there's people. Wait, wait, come on. There's people that you see with amputees. There, there's people that that that's huge, and that becomes a distraction. For, for a lot of children, or for, for people who are not used to that. So what do we say? You ate too much for Thanksgiving. You need to stay home till you lose this weight. Okay. All right. All that? right. All right. No, point well taken. Let's let's speak to Brother Al and see what he's got to say. Let's see. Brother Al, good morning. You there, Brother Al? Good morning. Sorry, sorry I was trying to get to the mute button. Good morning, good morning, everybody. How you doing? All that good stuff. Good morning. Now, Brother Al, we've got this, this we're split in half. You know, the, the, you're, you're going to be the tiebreaker. So we have this, this transitioning intersex individual. And the, the, they, he now or she now is facing this huge size Z um, issue on the breast size. And the parents are saying they, they got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go because it's too, distraction, too distracting to our students, our children, and they put him on leave. 
put them on leave. They haven't fired them, but they put them on leave. Now, Pastor Vinny says, hey, you know what? If you're that much of a distraction, you can still keep your teaching job. Just teach online, you know, or, you know, stand in another room with a bullhorn. <laughs> Don't let the people have to look at you. You know, if it's going to be that distracting, okay? Pastor KL says, listen, this could be a plus for the male population. Let the, let the teacher stay there. And, you know, it, it's the profession, you know, it's his profession, her profession, and that should not be a distraction to the point where they, you know, you lose your job. Where do you stand on this? Which, which side of the fence do you fall on? Well, well, first, first and foremost, what is exercise? I know they got so many different names. What is okay, exercise so, or whatever that was? What is that? Okay, so intersex is, and, and for, for uh, like a short version of an explanation, you know how we're born with, the females are born with XX, males are born with XY. And now you have where you have this XX chromosome, but all, all other genetic parts of you are now colliding. So now instead of being like transgender, they say 1.7% of the population have this chemical um, dysfunction. So pretty much they're saying, you know, you're born like this. And therefore now he's like, okay, I want to, or she is like, I want to go over to the other side. So he's been going through some procedures to, you know, transition into being a full woman. And now it's worked against him because now he's now got some disorder called gigant or something or whatever, and now it makes your breast really huge. And now the breasts are a size Z. Hey, hey look, I, I, I think I saw the picture too. So, um, so what I would say to that, what, what I would say to that is that, yes, it is a distraction because kids, you know, it was a distraction for me when I saw the picture, but it, it is a distraction, but you can't force out her or him, whatever you go, decide to go by, you can't force him out of his job. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying when people, one of the biggest things they, they have in the law and the schools is discrimination, and that is being discrimination. That's you being discrimination towards this, this person. So, I, if I was her, I, I wouldn't leave my job. You know what? You're going to force me out of this job, and then I'm going to sue you because she has the right. So that's just like um, like he at my school. We got a young man that says he that identifies as, as a girl. So he comes to school just like a girl. We can't say, okay, well, listen, you're just like a girl. Don't come to school. You can't say that to him. So, no, oh, they, I don't think I don't think they'll lose his job. You know, not at all. All right, all right. You, you might want to... You might want to get him a big sweatshirt to wear, but it ain't working, not with them breasts. It's still going to be out there. It's going to look like one big balloon, and it's not going to work. My, 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 my suggestion is, you know what? If this is a procedure that you're going through, and it has worked, you know, to this degree unexpectedly, then my my feeling is take a leave. Take a leave. And it's not even so much for, 
you know, necessarily for the distraction only, but for your own sanity. How am I? How am I teaching a bunch of, like Pastor KL said, horny boys? And now, am I really going to get your attention properly? No, I'm not going to get your attention properly. So, am I going to be able to teach? And I'm going to have a peace of mind? No. So, it, in my opinion, it doesn't work for either side well. So, take the leave. Take the leave. See if, see if you can, you know, something will reverse. Or maybe, you know, you can um, have another procedure. Have another procedure. Get rid of the breast. And now hmm. you, you have, you know, now you can go into the classroom you can be quote unquote normal. Now here's the biggest issue and, and this is the end of the, the, the thing here. The biggest issue is there's a, a huge a debate on whether this is really one person or two people. They can't quite figure out yet whether this is a man who's just like a woman with a wig who's wearing prosthetic breasts or if this is a a person who is claiming that all of this intersex, you know, originally existed, as well as now I have this now disorder coming from my transitioning process. So mm. that that that's really the hugest um, thing here. But you know, I, my thing is sit it out, sit it out, so I can have a peace of mind. But nonetheless, thank you so much, gentlemen, for weighing in on you know our story, uh, our stories this morning. Here I have, you know, I put post that we would talk about one thing, but I got to tell you, after I pulled up this story here um, <laughs> last night, this definitely shifted any conversation. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Here we are here today, guys. So you have a couple. They are Christians. They have classified themselves as Christians. They've been knowing one another since they were child, since they were children. They were raised in the church. Again, they identify as not only a Christian couple, but as a Christian family. And they're called Jamie and Josh. This is their real names, but they're not giving their last names. Okay, they're living in California, and they have belonged to this same church since childhood. They, and now, you know, a, a few weeks ago we did this story about how the the church have has worked against the school, you know, because they're not uh, support, they're supporting LGBTQ. So the children go. To, evidently, this is like a small and those small communities where everybody knows everybody. Because what they're saying is, all the people that are speaking now are people that they know. These are not strangers. These are people that they know, and they are particularly hurt because Jamie decides she is going to come out and say that she is a part of the LGBTQ community. Now, they're married. They're married, and nobody knows at what point she told Josh that she was, you know, kind of straddling the fence. But she's now made this open on social media. And the people in the community are now 
up in arms. They have said that because Josh went on social media to publicly support her, his wife, and say that they were born in the image of God, and because she was born in the image of God and she's a born-again Christian, she can't change who she is, and she has a right to say that this is who she is, that he stands with her, and they stand with those who are part of the LGBTQ community, that they are family, they are going to support one another, they're not going to stand behind anything any longer, that they are going to continue to be a part, an active part of the church, and that they want to continue to be a part of the, the they must be a part like of the PTA, and they're very active in the school. Well, the rest of the parents caught with for this, and they said, uh-uh. So the, the, the principal called Josh on his job and told Josh this. Hold on, let me make sure I get this right, because I mm. want to be able to quote what was said. Oh, okay. They said that because of the open participation of the LGBTQ community and the support, as a result of that, the school has uninvited him to the planned museum trip for the seven-year-old that they have there. He cannot be a chaperone. Furthermore, they were told that moving forward, they weren't allowed at any school events where there would be children present, including any future assemblies at the end of the year, any field trips, really nothing. They weren't allowed even on the campus. And they are now in an uproar, Josh and, 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 and Jamie are now in an uproar because they're saying that these are all the parents that they've grown up with. These were people that they either have gone to their weddings or they have been in their weddings. Um, they're saying that all of these are their children's friends for years now, that God um, says that... Um, that they're 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 included. So why is the ch- why are the children being ostracized as well as the parents? They have found that there's a problem in the church now. They don't want them to be a part of the church. Wow. They are now um, they now pull the children out of the school altogether. And what happened was Jamie came out to her family and friends in November as queer. And she decided to just use that umbrella term to express that she wasn't straight. And after that, two weeks after that happened, all hell broke loose. (laughs) All hell broke loose. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm going to stop right now. And Brother Al, we're going to start with you. 
you know, you have already said, you know, about the other ostracizing. What's your thought on how the the, the parents as well as the school has handled, we're not talking about the church, do not talk about the church, just the school and the parents? Wow, that's kind of crazy. Um, so, 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 so the, the, the school um, told the kids they couldn't, because I caught some, I'm sorry, you know, I got these kids. So the school was saying that the, 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 the children couldn't go on the trip or no, go, go on trips. They're, they're not saying the children can't go on a trip. They're saying that the parents, especially Josh, who he must not work, but he's a big part of, like, chaperoning the children on the trips and things like that. So not only is he not allowed on the trip to be a chaperone at the museum field trip, but going forward, they cannot attend any school events. They can't be a part of any of the assemblies. And, and as a matter of fact, they can't, they can't even come on the campus. Wow. And that's all because they, um, in the, the, the alphabet communities? Because, right, because she came out, the wife came out as being open. You know, she, she came out as being queer. And to our family and friends. And once the, once the husband got on social media and said, hey, I'm supporting her. This is who God made her. We were made in God's image, and God loves her too. God loves the people who are in the LGBTQ community. You know, I'm going to stick by her side. And they thought that was just too much, and now they are now saying absolutely not. We don't want you around our kids. That's a big thing. Okay, so yeah, I see, man, you know, it's 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 crazy, and you know, some people may get mad when I express this point, you know, I don't get mad when they tell them they can't do this, they can't do that, because if you can sit back and tell me I can't talk about my Jesus in school, I can't pray in school, then you know what, then the rest of y'all who doing all this craziness, you can't do your stuff either. And that's how I feel about that, you know. And that's why when I look at that stuff, I'm like, okay, whatever. Y'all tell me I can't have my daughter in school, I can't pray, I can't do this and that. Then you know what? They feel that because you say, okay, now I'm queer or transgender, you can't go on these trips, you can't do that, then so be it. I got to lose something, you lose something too. All right, all right. All right, Brother Al. All right, Brother Al. Pastor V, what say you? Yes, yes, yes. What say you? Yeah. This this is um this 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 is really rough. Um the the whole LGBTQ HIJK. I mean it's but for me now uh it's been a learning experience for me because even uh some of my nieces and nephews have come out as being okay. gay. Okay. And uh, so we've, we've had this discussion, but not on a, on a level where the school says, you're out of here because of your, you know, beliefs. Because then, then, then they have to go through, okay, which one of your teachers? <laughs> you know, right. You, right. Might, you might not have come out, but I'm sure that you got something in your closet. 
You know? Okay. You know? Hey, okay. My mother used to tell me sometimes it's not good for your left hand to know what your right hand is doing. Mm, okay, okay. Just just for the for the for the sake of peace in your family. But my issue is, you know, this this whole this this whole thing, it's like being forced <laughs> on you that you you have to accept them, that you have to allow them their freedom. Well what about my freedom? Not to be assaulted with all of this. Now, like I said, my I have a niece and the net and nephews, you know, uh, that are gay, sort of, you know, and I love them to the nth degree. And nobody's going to put their hands on them while I'm around because that's my family and I love them. But as far as you know, these institutions, you know. Putting putting these stipulations on them, that that's a problem. Especially okay. this person has been changed. This person has been faithful. They've been helpful. They've been professional and doing their duty and watching out for the kids, keeping the kids safe. Uh, part part of making that whole school environment one where you know all the kids could could learn and feel safe. But all of a sudden, because of a phone call, <laughs> and because of one post, all of a sudden you're this monster with three eyes. Okay. It's this is not it's it's not going away. Okay. Okay. You know, this, this this situation is is not going away. So okay, we as we as Christians, we as as non-believers. We're going to have to really relearn, <laughs> you know, relearn what it is to love your brother. Okay. Okay. We, Woo. Uh, you know. Pastor K.L., no. what are we talking about over there? Well, I mean, it, it's funny how we're, we're offended by, by certain things. You know, I heard President Vinny said that he had nieces and nephews and stuff like that. You know, I also I have I have a daughter in that in that community. You know, but 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 guess what? I have a daughter who's gay. I have uncles who who are fornicators. You know, I have cousins who steal. So t- tell me, which is the worst thing? Which 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 which, which one is worse out of all of them? So so how 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 is it that you know we can pinpoint on something that we are offended by? But none of the other stuff offends you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have teachers in the schools who are fornicators. But because you don't see it or because they didn't kick the closet down, you know, to bust out the door, you don't know it. So so, so mm-hmm. it doesn't offend you be, because it's not exposed to you. So here I mm-hmm. am telling my truth and who I am. And, and though I may not have, or you may not agree with it, it's still who I am. So, so if the person came and told you, hey, listen, I'm sleeping with, with the math teacher, would that be okay with you? Or would you be offended by that too? How do we pick and choose what we're offended by? Okay, wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, gentlemen are making a good point, making a good point. You know, I, my question also becomes, you, you did make the phone call that said, well, you know what, 
we have a complaint from one of the parents that you touched their children or you spoke to their children, you know, in uh, inappropriately. None of that was said. All that was said was because you're open about your lifestyle that you can no longer be a part of um, this community. We're not talking about the drag queens. We didn't talk about them. We're not talking well, about the fact that we talked about earlier from this week's converse, uh, news story where the drag queen was sitting up in the school like that. No, these people have been living a quote-unquote normal life. They have been integrated with you all along, and mm-hmm. they they have no complaints. There are no complaints that there were any inappropriate uh, moves made by either parent, but they have uh, the complaint that the, the the parents were complaining that they were um, <laughs> uh, openly uh, accepting of this behavior. So they decided to pull the children out of the school. So the uh, Josh decides that when he leaves, when he takes the kids out to school, he's going to send cupcakes. And when he sent the cupcakes, he sent rainbow cupcakes. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, Lord. He sends rainbow cupcakes. And he did it spitefully. He said he did. He was. He said he wanted to go out, you know, being you know, kind of spiteful. But, again, in this Christian behavior. That's so, so now, you know, you want to agitate them. So you, you're standing the fact. You're standing the ground. We're Christians. You know, we, we, we live our lives the way we're supposed to. God is accepting. They, they, they literally said, they told them God is accepting of this, you know, lifestyle. He loves us too, and blah, blah, blah. He said, but I wanted to be petty. That's what he said. I wanted to be petty, so I decided I wanted to leave with a celebration and send rainbow cupcakes to the school. Is this Christian behavior? Do you now go out with the bang that you should have gone out with, Pastor V? I don't know. What kind of cream was it? Uh, I, I, I think I think it was just the uh, wait. Did they say what type of uh, of frosting? I don't know. Yeah, they don't say. They just say the cupcakes with oh with rainbow flags on them also. <laughs> yeah, that's petty. That's that's uh, that's 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 shooting your, shooting yourself in the foot, kinda. Um, you know, I I believe the Bible says that let the wheat and the tares grow together. The, some some I'm, I'm I'm from New York, so I don't know nothing about no farm, but some of the farmers, you know, those that grow down here, the Southerners. They say it's hard to tell what is wheat and what is tear, which is a, a weed. And so they said you have to let the wheat and the tear grow together. And when they're full grown, then you can tell the difference. The farmer can tell what is good and, and what is bad. This this issue, this is between... And I, and I put it this way, I said, for me, 
we have to grow up together as long as we are not uh, physically offending. If, if you need more space, carve out more space for yourself. But this is between that that person and their God. I, I, somebody said that uh, uh, I was, it was an interview with a pastor, and, um, you know, he, he was a pastor, and then he came out gay. Now, and he said, well, God loves me just, just the way I am. I, I, got, I got an issue with that because the Lord has called for us to, you know, if we forsake ourselves and, you know, pick up your cross and follow me. And he said, bring all of this other stuff with you. But at the end, at the end of the day, God is going to be the final judge. It's not, it's not up to me. It's up to God. And, and, and if God is okay with it, then I'm okay with it. All righty. All righty. Pastor KL, you you have, you know, Josh who is standing the ground of I'm a Christian, I, I'm walking the walk, I'm talking the talk, um, God loves me, God loves the LGBTQ community, I am holy, um, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and then you send... Ah, you petty and send the rainbow cupcakes to the school when you remove the kids from the school. Is this really showing a godly side of who you are? Well, for him it may be because he's already confused on his godly side. So meaning that, yes, God loves you. You know, he loves us all. But but he, he does not like the sin in you. He doesn't like mm-hmm. the, that, that spirit man in you, you know. So, yeah, you know, we, we, we try to come under the umbrella, you know, that I'm God's child and he's going to love me. Because, you know, our children, we're going to love them regardless of what they do, regardless of who they are, regardless of what they get into. We're going to love them. And that's how God is. He's going to love us. But, but he's not going to like us and he's not going to put up with the nonsense that we do. And there's never going to be that time when you when you see, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I mean, how many times people say, but I say in your name, but I preach in your name. I did all this in your name. And he says, depart from me. I know you not. So here we are walking under the umbrella that God loves me and he accepts me for who I am. No, he don't. He don't accept that nonsense. He does not. But again, because you're confused, in your verbiage uh, and confused in your understanding of who God is, you know what I mean? You don't even really know who God is. This is something that you've taken at at a whim because you've heard this all your life, that God loves me. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. because you have no no true relationship with God, you run with it under the umbrella. But after a while, you're going to feel the rain because the umbrella will no longer be there. Oh, I know. All right now, all right now. Brother Al, was this a godly move? Did this show the God in Josh when he was petty and sent the rainbow uh, cupcakes? No, not at all. You know, first of all, we done told you you can't be, you can't come to the school, you can't tell on the kids. Number one, I ain't gonna trust it. I ain't gonna trust the cupcakes. I don't know who's poisoning it or not. 
I ain't gonna touch the cupcakes right there alone. I'm throwing them in the garbage. <laughs> but I, I think it was petty, you know, and and that okay, this is what happened as a as a Christian godly person. Oh yeah, I'm gonna let it be, you know. Okay, they say you don't want me here anywhere, then I'm just gonna go. But I'm not gonna say okay, you know what? Let me. Uh, do this out of spike or as revenge. And, you know, we spoke many times about me and my former life of being a revengeful person. I just had to get you back. So it's, that's not good. That's not good. So he says just let it go and just move forward. All righty. All righty. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> Pastor Vinny said it. You know, we we, we have to we're, – we're in this world, and we're going to have to – you know, intermingle, like Pastor K.L. said, with the fornicators and the adulterers and the murderers and mm-hmm. thieves. And, you know, we can't go in a shelter. <laughs> we can't go in a shelter. And, mm-hmm. you know, what are, I, I want you, you know, we, from time to time, we speak to the listeners, directly to the listeners. What are we saying when we, uh, want to ostracize ourselves and we want to cast out you know it's been you know said uh in your in your responses excuse me but i want you to speak to the listeners today brother al we're going to start with you you know when people want to ostracize and separate themselves from you know this 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 particular community since we're talking about this let's, let's stick here and and you can you know add as much as you want or whatever but you know what 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 would be the godly way of just being a part of this world and living and sharing this 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 ground with this community how would god want us to live speak to the our listeners okay well again um Knowing God's word and something that I always do will play in that dark and guide me on what to do. Because when we take on our own understanding of God's word and take things into our own hands, it never, it never ends out right. You know, so we have to look at the community living, what's going on in our community, what's going on with our children. And, you know, and, and they can just ask God to guide you. Cause you know, that's one person that's not going to guide you wrong. You know, and, and we try to fit in with things we do, you know, not just only with the with 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 the with the uh gay community. Being a black man. You know, being a black man in this world trying to fit in, not you know, trying to do the right things or even when we do the right thing, the cops are still taking us down. You know, so so we have to stay in prayer. You know, prayer prayer changes things. And we we definitely have to stay in prayer and just ask God guide us. God ask God to guide us and listen. All righty. Thank you, Brother Al. Thank you, Brother Al. Pastor Vinny, you know, what are we saying to, you know, the people that are listening that, you know, are directly to them? You know, you have spoken um, about, you know, the weakness here, but, you know, you're the pastor. You're speaking to these people who are having a problem, you know, just integrating and sharing space. What, what are you telling them today? Just, just as, just as the the LBG community expects um, others to accept them, you know, other our feelings need to be incorporated in that as well. 
if we're gonna if we're gonna live in this place together, there has to be a mutual respect. You know, when, when we say that we we love one another, sometimes sometimes it's hard to love straight people. <laughs> sometimes it's, it's it's hard to love those you know who who are supposed to be easier to love. You know, and it's it's a whole another understanding. I've I've had to, you know, I've had to have my my nieces and nephews take me take me to school so that I can understand better, you know, what their what their views are, how, what their orientation is, how 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 has it changed uh, in order for them to try to live. Uh, we this, as I said, this this discussion is is not going to go away. But we will have to learn how to live together. We will have to learn how to live together, and, and that means there has to be a give and take on both sides. It's not. It's not saying that you know I'm going to agree with everything, but even in my disagreement, I'm still learning how to love you. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor V. <laughs> Pastor KL. What are you saying to our listeners today who are just having that trouble spot right here? How do they move forward on the path of God? Well, I mean, we need to understand how how we've gotten to this place. You know, even in education, you know, we've had some equations or some scientific problems that, that that was difficult at one point, but we had to figure this thing out. We couldn't just say, "Listen, you know." I, I remember saying, "Well, why well, I got to learn this anyway? I'm not going to use this for the, when I get older." But but we still had to learn it. You know, I don't particularly eat pork, but I can still sit at your table if if you have pork on the table. You just know not to serve it to me. You know, and and then we have to look at it from another side that sometimes, and I say this often, that that you are the only God or Christ-like, that these people will ever come encounter with. Mm-hmm. And since you know this is an issue, it's up to you. The blood is on your hands now. It's up to you to push them in the right direction. The, the deliverance can stem from you. But if we keep on shunning them away and keep on talking about them and ostracizing them, then they're never going to get to the place where you are. And our job is to witness. You know, we, we are supposed to go out two by two. We're supposed to be able to, to speak of the goodness of God. We, we have to really explain to some folks who God is. You know, they got images from, from what grandmama said and from mama said and from what daddy said and never formed a relationship for themselves. You might be the bridge that can help them form a relationship so that they are no longer walking in this darkness. When I keep saying, stop being mad at the person and begin to speak to the spirit man, because it's the spirit man that condemns. It's not the person. So we have to be able to pray, pray, and pray some more, and speak to the spirit man that that, that they may be able to change and, and come over to God's side. Amen, 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 gentlemen. Thank you so much for all that you have uh, given us input today. Thank you for your contribution into today's conversation and sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. We pray you have a blessed day.
You as well. You as well. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Pastor Vinny. Thank you. Amen. All righty. All righty. Oh, let's get that benediction. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Romans fifteen five and 6. Hmm. It, you know, today's conversation was really, really interesting in that I've, I've, I've always looked at this whole thing with this LGBT community one way. And, you know, when people say, well, you know, doesn't the Bible say that, um, you know, God, God does not, uh, or, you know, the people are not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven if they're homosexuals or whatever. And interestingly enough, I'm, I'm glad I did see a point that I read today. His, his, this is where my stance has been. When you start talking to people who are living in, who, who exist in that community, one of the things that they consistently say is, you don't know how I feel. That's a standard. You don't know how I feel. You can't tell me what I feel like on the inside. You know, from a kid, I've always liked the, the, the same sex, blah, 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 blah. And I say to people, we can't tell people how to feel. We, I can't tell you what you're feeling because you can't tell me what I'm feeling. I can't tell you anything about your feelings because that's not me. You can't tell me anything about my feelings because you're not me. I'm not you. You're not me, rather. And here's where I've always taken it from, and I'm so glad that I actually saw this um, last night. I said I, we do have to admit that because of the fall of humanity, thanks to our Adam and Eve, the parents, we do have some people who are born genetically dysfunctional. Some people are born with two genitals, with a penis and a vagina, and they have to have surgery. There's all kinds of craziness that goes on, in, you know, inside of your body. And because of that, we cannot tell a person, what they're feeling, we can't tell a person what they're thinking, no more than we could tell a person who's born with a mental illness um, or develops an ento- a mental illness what they're feeling or what they're thinking. So we can't stand there. So because of that, we have to understand that God is the righteous judge. He has created everybody. Everybody, the Bible says that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. He has not there. There's no distinction. There's there's no addendum. All says that God understands everyone's makeup. He says I I formed you before you were even in your mother's womb. He has every bit of knowledge of ultimately who you are. If we're talking about someone like that, we can't speak on whether. They are heaven or hell bound, or we don't, we're not kingdom bound. Um, let me make sure I say that like that. That they're, you know, where they're going at the end of the day. We can't say that. We can't say that. And the ones who are out here playing the games, 
where, you know, you are homosexual today and you're bisexual tomorrow and you're, you're heterosexual on the fifth day of the week and, you know, you can have sex to have children, but other than that, you're, when you're playing games, that's something different, you know, because that's that's how you're tampering with this homosexual scripture, you know, are you playing these games? Because this is the trend and all of this kind of stuff. But still, at the end of the day, we still have to leave it to the righteous judge. I clearly see what the what the Bible says. Homosexuals will not enter into the kingdom. However, who am I to decide who those homosexuals are? Who am I to decide? It says fornicators will not be allowed in. This one will not be allowed in. That one. We don't know what God is going to look at and see. That's why we have to leave it to God. And unfortunately, the church has ostracized these people. There have been people who have said that at one point they were on the side of homosexuality, but they have been delivered. This is why we need to keep our mouths shut and just minister and witness to God's people, period. Somebody asked, you know, would you let a homosexual in the church? I said, and with all the sin that you committed before you got here and you're still committing, I, do I keep you out of the church? Absolutely not. I said, listen, the doors of the church are open. We don't have the right to discriminate. We don't have the right to tell people what's right and what's wrong and keep them out of the church. These are the people that are struggling. We need to be a blessing to them. And let God teach you how to be the type of blessing that you need to be. I can't be the same blessing that Pastor KL is or Pastor Vinny is or Pastor Charlene is or Elder Nitisha. I can be the blessing to God's people the way he wants me to be a blessing to his people. But one thing that we do not see in the word of God is to keep people out of the out of the church. I don't care what 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 religion you have or anything. We have not been given to keep these people out of the church. And shame on us. Shame on us that we have opted to do things like that. And we have made it so difficult. You know, I, I, I know people, I, and I know a person in particular who ended up on drugs because they could not, they were battling. They were battling. All, all they kept saying was, listen, I know what I was feeling, but I was brought up to, 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 you know, to believe that God is not going to accept me. And all I know is what I'm feeling, and all I want know is what I wanted, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I ended up being so twisted that, I, you know, I, I, it wasn't out for me. So now you got not just one issue, you got two issues, and you got nine issues. Because now, if your life is, is, is drug-ridden, can you keep a job? If your life is drug-ridden, can you maintain relationships? You have now a myriad of issues. What do we do with these people? Keep them out of the church because they're gay? That's not up to us. We have to minister to them. And have to understand that at any given moment, God can turn anything and anyone around according 
to his desire, his will. We just have to do our part. And when I read this article, uh, this news story, I was really disturbed because, like I said, you know, this wasn't the drag queen situation where children can look and automatically become, you know, confused. And, you know, when, when, when the drag queen told the children that there were 73 genders and the Seven-year-old said, no, there's only two, and got kicked out of the class. See, we, we, we weren't dealing with that kind of stuff. You found that this parent was a good chaperone at, at one point but has never done anything, then leave him alone. Are you concerned about the, uh, the safety of your children as long as they're not trying to push that onto your children, as long as they're not trying to push that in your school, then let them exist because, listen, it doesn't make them bad people or no more harmful to us than other people. And how many times have you, you, you know, you've trusted a person or heard a person was trusted, and then later on you find out that they were another type of person. You're like, oh, my gosh. And they were, you know, you, how many people have found that there's somebody was a thief, and then they say, well, oh, Lord, I left my pocketbook around, and, you know, I had like $150 in my coat pocket. And, you know, they, they start panicking. And that, that's just us. <laughs> that's just us. That's simply us. You know, and, and, but that's not God. And if we, if we are supposed to be godly, I say the same thing Pastor KL says. I said, we don't know. We could be the only people in these other person's lives that know God. But do we really show we know God when we're being mean, when we are being dismissive, when we are being hateful, when we are prejudiced against a group of people? Really, really, we have to learn what knowing God and living for God and serving God truly is. That's the challenge. Am I living a Christ-like life? Or am I more worried about them living a Christ-like life and I'm going to slip through the cracks? No, i got to keep my eye on the prize. Trust God. If you have, and I will say, if you have uh, this skepticism, you have this fear If you don't know what to do, go to God. Go to God, who has every single answer for you. Go to God, who makes everything unclear, clear. Go to God, who makes everything old, new. Go to God, who will wipe what was dirty and will make it clean. Go to God, who is the change agent. Go to God, who will now give you a new view. Go to God, who will now change you from the inside out. Go to God and really let him do that perfect work inside of you and make you the true example who you need to be. Go to God and make the difference. Go to God and be the individual that people need you to be because they're lost. 
See, we can't be godly people that we lost. See, y'all can't blend and be the same thing. Because guess what? Then we become what we are fearing and thinking they are. We are now living that life. Go to God. When things just ain't right, go to God. When things are just twisted in your life and you just can't seem to get a handle on that thing, go to God and let him make the difference in your life. Stop so much worrying about everybody else's life and how they're living and how they're affecting people. And be more concerned about how you're living and how you're affecting people. Are you discipling the way you have been charged to go out and disciple? Are you evangelizing the way you have been charged to go out and evangelize? What does your mirror say? Stop worrying about the way they look and work on you and let God change you. Because if we're all that twisted against any community, whether it's the LGBTQ community, whether it's the homosexual community and their HIV status, whether it's this community or that community, a black community, a white community, Hispanic community, another foreign community, whatever the community, criminals, whatever it is. That's not our job to, to, to condemn people. We know what the Bible says, but you got to make sure you're right. Before we start pointing the finger, make sure we're right. Make sure we're right. And sometimes it gets a little tough because you have your own issues to deal with. But we can't properly lead people when our issues are so prevalent that we dismiss a whole body and a community of people. So let's get this job done right, people of God. Let's get this job done right. We have a responsibility and we have an obligation to God people just the way he wants us to treat people, not not the way we want to. Us not trying to figure this out. Let's get this job done correctly and be to God's people who we have been designed to be. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due-time crew, my men, who came through big time for us and sends us into a wonderful, thought-provoking weekend. We thank Pastor Vinny Stokes for joining us today and being a part of the Duke Time crew. Welcome. Ah, thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss the opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Savior right now. Please do not miss the opportunity to make that relationship stronger with God right now because later it's not promised to us. Until Sunday, 
where we enter the Word Prayer Project. God spares our life. Come on in the room and see what God is going to have us pray about. Until then, I love you. Mm-hmm.